Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. All right. Welcome back to the Have We Made It Yet podcast. Oh, yeah. Live from Toronto. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you can see, we are in, decked out in our Toronto Raptors gear. Woo-hoo. It was not pre-planned, which no. is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Lucas. Yeah. Have you made it yet? No, not yet. Not yet. Close. Okay. Well, not close, but yeah. steps, again, are right. being made. Yeah. Josh... Mr. Josh Yang, have you made it yet? No, I have not. Okay, so now we're done. The <laughs> we're done the intro. Are we just speeding through? Yeah, now? we just got to do that. Um, but anyways, so the reason I decided to wear this is mm-hmm. because today we're going to talk about Asian representation and the Asian wave that's happening. And you know what? I yeah. had to I had to represent Jeremy Lin, mm-hmm. uh, the very first Asian NBA player to win the NBA championship. What? What? And it was, I think we're lucky being a couple of Asian guys uh, yeah. from Toronto, in Toronto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he came to us when we won. Uh-huh. And it's just extra special that way. And, uh, yeah. It, it was kind of insane, though, because I put on this shirt today because we're playing another really big game against yeah. Milwaukee Bucks. Milwaukee. Which is potentially the Eastern Conference final setup right there. Yeah, that's what we're hoping. And then this guy comes in with also his Raptors jersey on. I'm like... <laughs> Man, yeah, we're vibing. That's what we're, we're on the same that. same wavelength. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what that's what you need in a in a you know a couple good co-hosts for a podcast. So. I like it. Yeah, and uh, no, I thought like uh, also it'd be a good time to talk about you know the things that have been happening mm-hmm. uh, as of late. Some big wins for Asian representation in yeah. Hollywood and uh, global global entertainment a couple uh-huh. weeks ago uh, parasite amazing movie out of south korea won Man. four academy awards yeah. and bong jung ho mm-hmm. uh the director writer of the of parasite just like he crushed it mm-hmm. and it was like i think he won four i'm pretty sure he won four academy yeah. awards and that tied Walt Disney for most Academy Awards won by a single person on one night. Wow, really? Yeah. Oh. And I think it he has the category where he's won the most Oscars for the same movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For one night as well. Yeah. So he won four all for Parasite. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, this year's Best Picture nominees were pretty strong. Yeah. I only hadn't seen um, Little Women and Ford versus Ferrari. Yeah. Which I'm sure are, are good films in itself. Yeah. But, like... I got to say, like, Joker, I thought was really cool, too. Uh, yep. 1917 was incredible. I thought 1917 was a perfect film. I know. Don't get me wrong. It would have been, like, the safe bet to it win. It would have been. It would have been the historically accurate yeah. know, Oscar bait type bet. Right. Like, that's not even... That's not to say, like, anything about 1917 being, like, um, like you know, 
the quality being any less because it may seem like Oscar bait, but mm-hmm. it like it is. I think 1917 is a like a perfect war film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like it was just it was shot amazingly. Mm-hmm. Just the, the the fact that it was shot in in a one shot style, yep. cinematography wise, the mm-hmm. scale, the acting. I thought it was it was it was a perfect perfectly paced movie as well. Yeah. Um, but like, I was shocked. Yeah. I couldn't believe it when Parasite won Best Picture. When you and I saw it together, we were sitting in like the fourth row, which was, which was of a packed theater too, by yeah. the way. So, yeah. I mean, that, that just shows like the steam it had behind it when yeah. we saw that tiff together. Um, but man, also spoiler alert for the next second, but I still remember when they found the bunker. Yeah. And I literally looked at you. I looked at, I looked at Andrew. I looked at Ryan. I also looked at my girlfriend, Vanessa. Yeah. Jaws literally drop. It's like this movie, amazing how they all got like the poor family mm. in. Yeah. But then there's another layer within that rich house. Yeah, and like you amazing. weren't you weren't really expecting it. I, no. I I went into Parasite not actually knowing exactly what it was about. Yeah. Based off of trailers, for some reason I had a sense where like I thought could it be about like some kind of alien parasite? You're right, right, right. Or something like because yeah. like Bong Joon Ho, he's done previously previous films that are like. You know, the host was also about like a yep. monster in mm-hmm. Seoul, and uh, yeah, he did Okja, uh, mm-hmm. Okja ok- ok- or Okja, Okja. I, I know with, it's I said with I know, a J. I know it's for O K J A. Yeah, 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 he did that film. He did Snowpiercer, which mm-hmm. I think is was a great film. Is also a little yeah. under, but all of them were very you know high concept type yep. of things. And this, I thought this one was going to be like there's like a parasite. It's going to infect them. Yeah. It's actually a thing. But no, it was much more metaphorical. Oh. And like the ability to turn the film on its head, yeah, like man. tonally, like you think everything's just like this type of like heisty type of thing yep. where like the family's trying to like you know put everything together and, mm-hmm. and trick the uh, older uh, the rich family yeah. to, so that they can you know pull this type of um con off yeah. and then all of a sudden it gets it, there's a bunker and it suddenly gets it's for like 10 15 minutes i thought it turned into a horror film i know right it's crazy like yeah. just the mastery of you know the story and then changing the tone yeah. and then still making it so interesting and like believable throughout. Mm-hmm. It was like, I think it was, it, I would have loved for it to win best picture. I didn't yeah. really have an expectation that it would, mm-hmm. but I think when you saw the reaction of the people in this, in the yeah. theater, when, when, um, uh, Oh, what was her name? Who, who was the one who announced it? Oh, Jane Fonda. Jane Fonda, yeah. Yeah, yeah. When Jane Fonda, like, said Parasite, everybody lost their mind. Mm -hmm. Like, they, it it was like everybody wanted Parasite to win. Yeah, yeah. Because they all saw it, like, it's objectively a great film. Yeah. But, like, nobody was really expecting it. No, for sure. Uh, What I found was really cool, I I think it was when when Boone won um, Best Director, um, he he sounded extremely humble yes. in that he wasn't expecting it too because he was up against like Todd Phillips, Martin Scorsese, and Yo, a bunch big, of like heavy hitters, big right? Hitters, yeah. And w- one of his lines was that like Boone just said, "You know, I looked up to you greatly." And there's this one line that that he quoted with Martin Scorsese, yeah. And if there was any more deserving of a person to get it, yeah, I think it was Boone, and especially that film that mm-hmm. he directed too. Mm-hmm. It was just we had no illusion that crazy rich asians was going to win best picture no. ever it right? was like i don't think it was nominated for anything i think it was exactly. nominated for golden Con- globe for oh. um constance Wu in the category in the comedy film categories yeah. actress I think. but like 
if there was any film, any crew, any yeah. kind of actors that were associated with the film that were deserving of an award, yeah. it was Parasite's crew and actors, man. Oh, they they did an amazing yeah. job. You know, also little fun fact. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've told you this already, but uh, the actor who played the son, yeah, you know the son. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, like through my, through like my friend's group on on Facebook as well. Yeah. Apparently, he went to my high school. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry, sorry. The older son or like the, the rich family son? Uh, the poor family son. Poor family son. Poor family son. Okay. Yeah, like no he, way. Yeah, he went to my high school and he was just one year older than. There was me. a Burnaby connection in this film. Uh well, oh, cool, my, cool. my high school is a Pine Tree in Coquitlam. Oh, okay, okay. But uh, yeah, apparently, and I was like, wait, is that true? And then I went back and looked at my yearbook, and I was like. Oh yeah, he is in there. No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's Dude. it's actually a crazy small world, but like he uh, moved to uh, Vancouver. Yeah. Oh shoot, what is the name? Again? <laughs> I know, I know. His uh, I think in in English it was like Eddie Kim. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Like uh, oh, I forgot what his Korean name. But um, yeah. So he apparently he moved to Coquitlam uh, area. Mm-hmm. Very early on, like ten, twelve, and I read this off a, another article. Yeah. Uh, and then he went to my high school. Um, some some people I know knew him. No way. And then like, who knew? Like, because because I think he hung out with a lot with the Korean crew that was mm-hmm. there. They they kind of were not as um, they kind of had their their own very you know sectioned off clique. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like very Korean. You know, they were <laughs> like you know talking to each other. Uh, only in Korean at mm-hmm. school. Actually, you know what? I don't even know if that was specific. I'm just I just have this image because there was a lot of Koreans that had their own little like ecosystem. Yeah. Um, uh, and so he went to my high school, uh-huh. and then like just so happened. I don't I don't know the tra- trajectory because he went to SFU as well. After he went to my alma mater, yeah. we're connected. Yeah. What up? He went our, to your well, our alma mater. Oh, I went to SFU. Did you? Yeah. Did we have this conversation? We might have. I feel like, like I don't, because you were a couple years, but you left. Did you leave before I did? What year did you graduate? I, well, I graduated 2017. I oh. got there 2010. Holy shit. Yeah, I got Dude, there 2010. I I graduated in 2011. Okay, so there, yeah, we, we didn't cross paths at all. I don't no. Think. No, I don't think so. Holy um, hell. Okay, yeah. But, but that must mean that, like, you were there when... Um, the Eddie guy was there. So oh, that's his name, Eddie. Yeah, that okay. was his English name. His, uh, his Korean name is his, his uh, stage name, right? Oh, okay. Um, oh, I should have known it. But anyway, it's like, yeah, so there's a little connection there, which is kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are a lot of, actually, if you think about it, Korean uh, actors and singers who, K-pop um, yeah. stars, who actually um, are from Vancouver or have gone to school in Vancouver. Yeah. Which is, uh, which is interesting there. But... Um, yeah, no, Parasite was like was huge. Yeah, I think yeah. I think in terms of there's there's just something that it, it's like it reminds me of how President Obama got mm. into office. Like mm-hmm. the only way for in that in that moment in order in order in order to have like a person of color minority uh, mm-hmm. a black man win the presidency and then succeed in the presidency, mm-hmm. he had to have been like perfect. He yeah. had to have been like. No scandals, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. they made up the whole birther thing. Yeah, so there's like there's no objective actual scandal with him. Throughout his presidency, he had to act like the perfect person. Yep. You know, he there, he couldn't you know slip up at all. Mm-hmm. And I think it was also indicative of how 
minorities in order to reach or give have the opportunities yeah. or be considered in the same category or mm-hmm. at, at the same level as like the majority or the established yep. you know class yeah you have to be perfect hmm. like there's no room for error for you uh, and with Parasite, it had to be such a good film yeah, that yeah. nobody could overlook it. Nobody could watch it and be like, oh, I didn't think it was good. When ob- It's objectively good mm-hmm. to the point where you have to recognize it and you let go of the biases. Yeah, good point about the... Because at, at least with Asians right now, we always get that get that category of... I don't want to speak for everybody, but the model minority. Yeah. And... I guess with that comes back comes to be expectations that we can only go within certain certain occupations and certain personality types mm-hmm. and certain even creative endeavors. Like if you're a creative within an Asian context, you're just playing piano or violin, and you're right. playing like the classics of Tchaikovsky or Chopin. Yeah, you like have that. to be Lang Lang or or nothing at all. Exactly, Yo Yo Ma or something like that. Yo Yo Ma, yeah, yeah. So so I think that's kind of cool that. Now filmmaking is part of the the lexicon of of Asian yeah. creativity now. Yeah. Um and yeah, like like we see that a lot in in the bunch of different actors that that we already discussed prior to recording this. Like like mm-hmm. what are some of the hot takes that you had with like Aquafina and and Ronnie Chang and everything? Oh yeah. So like I want to yeah, so to to kind of graduate from not just what Parasite did at mm-hmm. the uh, at the Oscars, but also North American grown, yeah, you know, Asian representation. Um, there's been a big wave, and like I think Parasite really hit as a pinnacle mm-hmm. of this growing wave in the last couple of years. That I would kind of argue started maybe years ago when Fresh Off the Boat, yeah, true, came on air, yeah, and that yeah. was like once the first time an Asian family was on network television mm-hmm. in decades. Yeah. I think it, it might have been like. Like, just not only just a representation that hadn't been there for a while, but, like, the first family-oriented sitcom. Yeah. Uh, I forgot if it was the first or if it was the first in a long time. But I feel like mm-hmm. it was still, you know, representing the Asian identity of North American, um, you know, Asians yeah. that hadn't been there before. And they actually did their series finale, I yeah. think, a couple of days ago or yeah, around yeah. this time. Around this time, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, like, that started, that kicked off, like, Randall Park, Constant mm-hmm. Wu's career. Yeah. Um, and then, like, with Crazy Rich Asians, that took it to an international level mm-hmm. where, like, you, you suddenly had it, a full Asian cast, mm-hmm. right? That was the first time. Yeah. A full, uh, a rom-com based on an entire Asian cast. Mm-hmm. And the thing I loved about the film was the uh, the entire soundtrack was in Mandarin as well. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah, that yeah. was the first thing I noticed. It's like mm-hmm. I thought the opening um, see, credit scene where they had the opening song. It's like, yeah. oh, that's in Mandarin. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. And then the second song was in Mandarin. I was like, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's nice. And uh-huh. then the third song was in Mandarin. And then the fourth and the fifth and then the entire thing. Yeah, all yeah. the music was in Mandarin. And uh-huh. that that was the thing that really hit me the most. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. I knew what the film was like going in. Uh-huh. But I still had that preconception that, there, of course, there'd just be more pop culture music of yeah. course there would just be more um you know mainstream english songs mm-hmm. but the fact that uh justin lynn mm-hmm. justin lynn right i think that was the one he was the one. Oh, the director the director yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Justin, Ju- lynn, yeah. Well, justin lynn made the mm-hmm. choice to make everything in mandarin and it's mm-hmm. not english that blew my mind yeah and like that yellow cover at the end that's like oh, one yeah. of my favorite covers of that song 
such a good such a good cover mm-hmm. um but like that brought that started a movement that was like kind of asians black panther mm-hmm. right and um like as an actor mm-hmm. like how did you how did you view that uh, in terms of of because uh, well actually it came out yeah. before you started going yeah into it, but like did that influence you at all? dude dude definitely like uh, i don't know this might sound i don't know if it sound arrogant or anything like that but i'm like when i saw henry golding on screen i'm like fuck i can do that yeah <laughs> <laughs> but of course like i know he said years and years of practice yeah. and all that stuff but that's like that's the kind of naivety and arrogant naivety i had going into this whole thing that nah, i was, wasn't humble you, you definitely give off a bit of a henry golding especially because like i think you guys have a similar facial structure mm. a little bit you got kind of got kind of got a squarish you got the highbrow and the, that kind of thing so I see it. I see it. It's like okay, I've I've made Thank a joke you, where it's like you're like a, a mixture of Henry Golding and um, Rick Yoon. <sighs> Rick Yoon, man, yeah, that's the dude. That's the OG Asian actor. That man. is the OG. That's that's like different generations, but like now is the, the new wave and yeah. like like Crazy Rich Asians blew up the whole thing because yeah. like now you could it was money talks. Yeah. Right. Yeah. For sure. So the only way like more studios are willing to take a chance mm-hmm. on Asian content, Asian, you know, um, films, television is if the money talks and, no. it, and crazy rich Asians had like the biggest bo- uh, block box, box office, office for a rom com uh, in a while. Yeah. And it's just led to a bunch of other things like Aquafina. Yeah. Blew up. She's got her own comedy central TV show. Now yep. Nora from Queens. Mm-hmm. Huge is really funny. Uh, and then she also, like, she started in The Farewell, which won a Golden oh, Globe. Man. I she just... won a Golden Globe as well yeah. this year for, for that performance. And we, we did we see The Farewell together? No, no. I saw it for the first time with, with Vanessa and I yeah. two weeks ago. Ah, okay. Dude. I, I liked I'm, it. I loved, I, I loved it. it, too. Um, yes. There's this last scene when she's driving away, and you see the the grandma yeah. in the back, in back window, and you see her waving, and... Dude, that got me. I haven't cried in a movie in a yeah. long time, but that was the one that got me, man. There's just it's there. There's this thing where you don't realize how important it is to see your experiences play out on yeah, the screen. Your experiences yeah, until you actually see it happening. Yeah, yeah. Right, like Absolutely. fresh off the boat. A lot of like school stuff when we grow up in in middle school, <laughs> you know, uh, elementary school, high school, bring uh, Asian food uh, as as lunches. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. That experience that touched oh, upon man. that. Like, um, Crazy Rich Asians is a lot more kind uh-huh. of, like, general, I think maybe, like, adult experience, um, dealing with family, that kind yeah. of stuff. And then The Farewell really touched, nailed down the, um, kind of immigrant experience of being mm-hmm. from two different worlds where, like, yeah. you grow up in North America. Mm-hmm. But a lot of families will make trips back to Asia trying to sure. see family. Yeah. And then it's just a whole different culture. And then it's just the cultural differences between the idea behind the farewell mm-hmm. and like that face the di- keeping the face you know m- misinformation not mm-hmm. wanting to that that kind of stuff is like if if we don't have the opportunity to do that and yeah, yeah. tell those stories like nobody else is going to yeah and i always find that the weird thing like i'm always um why do i have to be legitimized on a screen to feel validated and right. but at the same time though like maybe this is just my own like traumatic traumatized ass talking mm. it's like that i've never seen my own experiences on a big screen or validated but it it really does touch upon something when you do see like uh on a fresh off the boat clip i saw like 
five Asians fighting for a bill. Yeah. It's like, that shit would never be on, like, an episode of Friends or something like that, or, no. like, any sitcoms that we did watch. No, no, yeah. But that's a specifically Asian experience that I don't think many people would understand. Yeah. You know, when I go out with my Caucasian friends, like, no one's like, here, I'll pick it up. And if they do, they're, like, all making fun of the guy and, like, yeah, oh, you're trying yeah. to show off your money now and everything. Yeah, yeah. It is, it yeah. is, it is different. And, like, you can't really be that way with, like, if you, if, like, if you're hanging out with, like, um, people outside of, like, understanding that Asian, Asian culture, there's also mm-hmm. no expectation for you to do that yeah, as well. Exactly. So it always feels a little weird, even if you want to do that. Yeah. But within a context where everybody understands this is kind of, like, the cultural element of what it means to go out, invite somebody to dinner. Yeah. Um, like, you know, if they come visit you, you take care of them when they come visit, mm-hmm. pick them up for the airport, all, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's like, it almost feels like it has to be within, uh, within the culture for yeah. you to feel like you, you know that that's what you have to do. Yeah. Yeah. And just the fact that like seeing that play out and, and having other people recognize that, that this is a part of the, mm-hmm. the culture I think is, is even better for inspiring other yeah. Asian creators to go out and do more. Exactly. Man. Um, and I think it's just, it's, there's just so many things that happened in last year. It's kind of, it's kind of amazing. Like yeah. SNL mm-hmm. finally oh, yeah. got their first Asian uh, main cast member, Bowen Yang. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then freaking Andrew Yang. Yeah. 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 Who, like came out of nowhere, literally uh-huh. nowhere. Like a year ago, Asian man running for president. Nobody, nobody gave him a second thought. Mm-hmm. He managed to go all the way. Yeah. To like the the sixth or seventh debate, uh-huh. like he only dropped out a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, and even then, it's like he still has a diehard following mm-hmm. on online, or like diehard following amongst his his Yang gang. Yeah, and like he's he's put himself in a position where like moving forward, like he's not going away. Yeah, he's only going to grow as exactly. his ideas get out there. And it's just it's been a great year for the Yangs, I must say. <laughs> oh, yeah, in terms you. of in terms of the Yangs in uh, in pop culture, yeah, yeah, you yeah. got the Bowen Yangs, you got the Andrew Yangs, you got uh, Josh Yang making his debut. <laughs> I'm just saying, um, but also like Alan Yang as well. He's a great uh, writer producer who worked with Aziz Ansari on Master of None. So mm-hmm. just in the last two three years, yeah, yeah, yeah. amazing, amazing Keep that momentum, man. Yeah, and like I think we've. We're we're in a good position mm-hmm. right now. Like you're to kind of capture this a little bit. Yeah. And uh I don't know, make mar- make our own stuff. Let's tell our it. own stories. But uh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh we're just gonna cap off for a little break right now. Yeah. But we'll be right back. After our little rant about Asian, <laughs> Asian representation. Yeah. And we're back. Yes, we are. Nice. Um, so, yeah, previously we were just um, talking about, you know, how at certain times within our own creative endeavors and everything like that, that uh, it might feel like a really solitary endeavor, that you might feel you're right. alone in doing it. You know, in stand-up, it's essentially only you on stage. Yeah. In, in acting, sometimes it's only you in the audition room, and it's you that gets the part. So it might feel like a really alone thing. Um, so, so one, one of the things that I did want to bring up was just the community of people that have helped us along the way there too. Mm. And, uh, just like a brief story. Um, you might've seen this actually on, on Instagram, like two weeks ago. Okay. Uh, I posted up, uh, uh, like some reference pictures of, of a costume that I needed for an audition. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it was for an EMT uh, personnel. Right. Yeah. So like, I put up on my Instagram of pictures of like paramedics and everything like that. So just for any of our viewers, it was just like a stethoscope, yeah. uh, a person in like an EMT t-shirt and also like work pants and all that stuff. And um, so like, I, I, I just basically want to look like this guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. So for our viewers, if it doesn't show up, I'll put another like image right here. <laughs> You'll see that in the next yeah. episode. I did do Ooh, some we're, we're cool. upping or upping production value. Oh, hell yeah, man. So I just put it up there, you know, and I always like to say this to Vanessa. I'm like, hey, you know, you don't know what the universe will hand back to you if you put mm-hmm. it out there, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I did. And immediately some people were like, I don't have the costume, but best wishes to you. I'm like, okay, well, I don't need that. But. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, wow. thank you for the. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's funny. Oh, snarky Lucas. I don't. I haven't. Uh, I haven't seen that in a while. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Nice. Um, but yeah. So, so you put it out to the universe and see what happens with it. Yeah. Um, within like about 20 minutes, um, one of my buddies who's actually in the film same film school program as me, then reached out and just said, "Hey, are you looking for something like this?" And he actually did show up in like a uniform that looked like that. Oh, wow. And yeah. I'm like, hell yeah, that's what I need. And um, he said, yeah, feel free to borrow it, whatever you need, whatever you need. And I'm like, okay, sweet. And then another friend who's a nursing student yeah, then messages me saying, hey, I have a stethoscope if you need it. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, dude, I really do need it. So so first off, I'll give you their names. First one is Taylor Vernon for the outfit mm. and Johan uh, for the stethoscope. So, so Johan. Only goes by one name. Only goes by one name. Only goes by Johan. God bless to both of you guys. So thank you. Um, at the end of the day, what I got was this outfit from the two of them. Right. So, yeah, I already showed it to you before yeah, and yeah. everything looking like that. Looking good. Looking good. Thank you. Wonderful. Catch it. But with this outfit, I got into the audition. I felt really good going into yeah. it. Did my part. Committed to the bit. And, um, you know, of course, you don't really hear back that 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 quickly well, that that quickly exactly yeah and then uh two days later then i do get a callback for it nice so i went in for that callback did my thing again and with that same outfit and i think just having those pieces of of clothing really just you know upped at least made me believe that i was a character yeah but also like have yeah, the yeah. casting director also feel me as that person there too yeah um so with that you know, sometimes you never know what could happen when you put yourself out there, but sometimes things could work out. And again, it might feel really, really lonely what we're doing, but there's a lot of people that are willing to help, but yeah. also want to help you succeed too. So thanks yeah. to those two people. Um, I, I think like in general, um, most people's friends, even if it's like acquaintances or, or whatever, who like know you from way back when. Yeah, yeah. I think even even when they like see you, trying something i think there's just something about people doing something that they're passionate about yeah that it's not like anybody really has an innate desire to watch them fail like i think in general people were like mm-hmm. you know even if it doesn't really affect me it's like oh this person's pursuing their passion is like yeah like i want them to succeed you mm-hmm. know it's always a better story to watch them grow and succeed and like, yeah yeah through facebook whether it's like liking facebook pages and stuff like that so mm-hmm. um but yeah. yeah no like there's a lot of I mean, to a certain degree you do need 
the, obviously the support of your friends. Yeah, yeah. Um, like the Fresh Rice concert or the series that I did showcase. Uh-huh. Like, I don't think I would have had the confidence to do it without knowing that like I had the Asian crew uh, really showing up. Yeah. Showing up and knowing that like a good twenty so or so of them would be would be down to come and and help support yeah. in order to get me the spot uh-huh. in the showcase and yeah i think it's um it's nice to have it yeah. um and it's a, like who knows it, like you know people are more supportive than you think uh-huh. and it's always good to like you know put yourself out there and another shout out that i do want to do that also affects both you and i mm. i'm not sure if you do see all this new gear that we have yeah so it's oh, a new setup that. yeah we have yeah. a new setup because um renting equipment sucks yeah it's yeah. expensive it's, it's very expensive don't get me wrong we had good stuff from our previous renter long mcquade shout out to long mcquade but we have an amazing great friend mm. who has lent us this great equipment that we have right now yep and again who's someone who trusts us and wants to see us succeed so shout out to mr jeff kwok so thanks buddy thanks jeff yeah the patron saint of <laughs> podcast jeff mm-hmm. um wait what's what? his does he have like a because he manages like an artist right now oh yeah 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 and um so he's doing he's doing that so like that's mm-hmm. why he has a, a lot of these equipment it's like uh yeah uh youtube uh artist mm-hmm. musician and so he has all of these equipment and, and microphones and stuff. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Does, wait, do you know if he has a production company? Like, what's it? Um, like, what well, name it's does like it go under? Crooked Lid. Crooked Lid Records. That's what it's is, called? That's yeah. What, that's what he's called? Yeah. Interesting. Crooked <laughs> Lid. <laughs> um, yeah. So, like, although it might seem like we're just two lonely lads Whoa. traveling this yeah well <laughs> lonely endeavor lonely two solitary lone wolves yeah 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 that are <laughs> yeah. that are like um traveling this road side by side yeah so they're not alone but it might look like that yeah but there is a team of people that believe in us and you know wants us help succeed too yeah yeah so yeah. shout out to them um yeah, or, or, do you have any new shows coming up that you did want to plug? Um, not really, because when this comes out, it won't. Oh, yeah. it, it won't actually. I realized that a uh-huh. couple of times when we released a couple episodes. But uh-huh. um, I mean, now I'm I'm trying to do more open mics. Yeah, uh, I've so far done maybe a show a week last month or so, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, so I'll probably just be doing that, writing more material. Um, did you? Well, I mean, I guess we're say if we're on the topic of like thanking people to mm-hmm. um for their support um and opportunities. I did actually, you know what? I did go to Montreal a couple of weeks ago. Not right? Oh, yeah, right, yeah, right, right. I went I went to that because I went I went there in support of my friend uh-huh. and, and also comedian Arsalan yeah. Shirazi <laughs> who goes by uh, RC Shirazi. What's his Instagram handle? Uh, his Instagram's RCTV, RCTV, and he's a he's a really funny guy. Uh-huh. In fact, if anything, he's one of the people who just through the uh, events that occurred one after the other really got kind of got me into stand up comedy. And nice. I think I mentioned this earlier before, but like I went to his comedy class showcase uh, around January last year. Yeah, and it was through watching that showcase uh, up at Absolute Comedy. 
uh, the LOL comedy class run by Fouad HP and Joe Vu. Also mm-hmm. two guys who were great in supporting me, um, in, in introducing me to producers like Vong show who nice. led to this, this fresh rice thing. So mm-hmm. yeah, there's a lot of people along the road to, um, when you put yourself out there who can help you introduce to yeah. uh, different opportunities. But like it all started from our salon uh-huh. uh, and then throughout the process, actually we've, I've gone to a couple writing sessions with him. He's, he's found a couple other, you know, comedians so that we have a little writing group to write jokes run mm-hmm. material with. And he, he got this great opportunity to do a 25 to 30 minute show headlining show in Montreal Nice at the blue motel, blue dog motel in mm-hmm. Montreal. So he was going to go there uh, is on a Tuesday night a couple weeks ago, and he was going to go there with a couple friends, mm-hmm. um, road trip there. And he asked me like a couple weeks beforehand if I was interested in going. And at that point, I was like, I was still working remotely. So I figured, well, you know, why not you mm-hmm. know, take this opportunity? Uh, I haven't been to Montreal really yet since I moved out here. So mm-hmm. uh, also give me a chance to, you know, get a taste of what it's like to go on the road to kind of oh, do comedy. Damn. Yeah, yeah. So it was nice. It was like we we organized with his friends. We had like nine, ten people that managed to meet up in Montreal. We got an Airbnb. It was yeah. a, it was actually pretty fun. Uh-huh. Um, and then when we were there at the Blue Dog Motel, the thing I, I was actually pretty happy about that experience was that like I was there not expecting to do anything. I just wanted to be there to like support him. Yeah, yeah. And um, he, also as a way to kind of. Um, meet somebody in Montreal, maybe a producer like, uh-huh. in the future, if I can get a spot, maybe yeah. whatever. But on the night of when we got introduced to the producer uh, mm-hmm. at the bar, the manager at the bar for the show, um, she was like, you know what? Do you want to go up and do five minutes? And we just put you in the lineup. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah, sure. Because at that stage, I had already done like, it was a couple weeks after the Fresh Rice Showcase. Mm-hmm. So I knew I had a tight five. Yeah. I've had a tight five for like a month, a couple months now. Tight five? Mm-hmm. Tight. <laughs> I, yeah, a tight five. Okay. Oh, man. I would not have said it that way. <laughs> That's funny. Um, but yeah, a tight five. Yeah. Uh, toit. Like, um, what is it? Uh, the Austin Powers yeah. gold member? <laughs> toit. 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 Mm-hmm. I'm not doing also, it. Also, also going like Jesse Pinkman, too. Tight. Tight. No, 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 no. Tuco. Tuco. From Breaking Bad. Oh, okay. Tight, 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 tight. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when he's like, that, tight. That's, yeah. oh my God. <laughs> a tight, tight, tight. A tight, tight. Five. So that's yeah. what I, so basically it's like, if you can do it, yeah. So I think the thing I'm, I was happy about in that moment was I I wasn't expecting, I didn't have to prepare. Yeah. And if an opportunity came up, I could just, you know, I could just do it. I knew how to do a five minutes, so they just put mm-hmm. me on the list. And it was my first time doing comedy in Montreal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I went up, did five minutes, uh, like a couple a couple spots before our salon started. Yeah, yeah. And it was it was a good experience as Hell well. yeah. Yeah. Awesome, man. So that was, uh, that's, was that's the, what I'm uh, kind of pretty happy about that now I'm at a stage where I can just do five minutes. Is there a difference between, like, a, a French Montreal crowd as opposed to, like, not Frank? What are we? We're not Francophone. We're... Anglophone, Anglophone, yeah, or Anglophone audience, yeah. Um, I think the only difference is that, like, probably, well, the show was English, mm-hmm. and like uh, most of the audience, I think, uh, were more English speaking, just because like yeah. a lot of us came uh, road tripped up from Toronto. <laughs> but there were a few uh, like local Montreal people, so cool. I think I asked a, a little bit some of the other um, Montreal comedians, amateur mm-hmm. comedians there. 
what the francophone scene, what the Montreal scene was like. And it's yeah. like, I think it is more so French. There are, it's more yeah. so in French, the comedy shows. <laughs> so I think that was interesting. I didn't, we didn't get a chance to see any mm-hmm. of them. Um, but yeah, I think that's, that's like a thing where, you know, comedians, it's a good thing to go out and support other fellow comedians. Yeah. Um, yeah. You can, <laughs> and then, you know, just build a, build a good network. And like, I met some other great, um, comedians who are kind of working with our salon as well other yeah. uh, creatives working with them uh on stuff and uh, yeah talked about the, the podcast as well probably oh, we'll try you? to yeah oh, i think cool. so because he's also trying to start uh, a podcast and then we talked a little bit about our process and like yeah. how we we've, we've been um, working on it mm-hmm. so i think um probably in the future once we get guests on i'd like to have him on as like one of the earliest Absolutely, guests man. and we can because like we we know each other for like over a year or so now yeah, so we yeah. can really you know talk more about like kind of that experience mm-hmm. yeah dude that, that's the whole thing man like not only did you get to have like a new audience but you also got the experience of road tripping yeah as a creative nice. too it was nice man um the drive up there and everything like that you guys um how many people were in the car and everything uh oh well, it was pretty standard like went up there with three people in one car and then uh came back with like four people in our salon so we kind of adjusted that you way. guys had a baby on the long way no no like uh the 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 people in each of the cars kind of adjusted here and there some people couldn't go up at the same time oh, okay. so you had to go up later uh-huh. um but yeah it was a it was a fun road trip i actually i do have a funny story if uh if if do like it. didn't but did you have uh i remember you said you, you you wanted to talk about some 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 other stuff oh so. well i I don't know how to segue into this whole thing, yeah. but like, okay, I'll tell I, my story I, and yeah, then we'll, yeah, yeah. we'll segue segue into it. Uh-huh. Um, I'll try to make it quick, but so like, it's just a thing where it's like how you generate material, mm-hmm. and I realize like now I wanted, I I'm more open to doing doing more experiences. Like mm-hmm. something catches my eye, I think it's funny, I want to do it so I can get an idea of the experience. Yeah, yeah. So when we went into the um, Airbnb in Montreal. Uh-huh. It was an amazing Airbnb, very central. And there were a lot of rooms, a lot of bathrooms and stuff like that. Nice. I went into one of the bathrooms and I saw that there was a there was a bathtub in there. Yeah. And it was a nice bathtub. Like it was nice and clean, pristine. Uh-huh. It was you know, the white porcelain, that kind of stuff. It yeah. was like there wasn't a it, it wasn't, wasn't like connected. a built in one. It was no, like no, it wasn't like a connected wow. with a shower head or anything. It was just a yeah. bathtub. Wow. And in my mind I was thinking, that's that's a nice bathtub. Yeah. I haven't had a bath in a while. <laughs> so first night when we were all exhausted from traveling, I said, you know what? I'm going to have a bath. So basically at like 9.55, yeah, we yeah. went out for drinks uh, and whatever. And we were, everybody was kind of tired. So we head back to the mm-hmm. to the Airbnb. I was like, along the way, it's like, okay, we were near the Eaton Center in Montreal. Yeah. And I was, and I Google searched for a lush. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, for a bath bomb? For a bath bomb. I yeah. figured I've never... I don't remember last time I took a bath. I've uh-huh. never used a bath bomb. I'm on vacation. Might as well might as well get a bath bomb and see what, what all that fuss is about. Yeah, yeah. So I rushed to the Eaton Center like five minutes before the close. Uh-huh. I walk in. Nobody else is there. There's just a couple people, obviously, lush attendants. And yeah, I was like, yeah. I need a bath bomb. And they're like, it's five minutes. To, why do you need... And then... No, they didn't actually say that. <laughs> But basically, it's like, I need a bath bomb. Uh-huh. They asked, like, what do you prefer? I don't really know. I've never really done this before. Yeah. Uh, I just need one. So they gave me a lavender one. So I was like, okay, Classic. cool. Yeah. yeah. Bought it, went back. And then it was like, 
everything i think everybody was like almost pretty much ready to call it a night we were watching a bit of the raptors game mm-hmm. and then the uh, canucks game was also on and oh, yeah. uh canucks tonight too. so i figured yeah. i figured hey you know what i'm gonna go into the bath mm-hmm. put the bath bomb in i'm gonna have the laptop out i'm just gonna watch the canucks game in the bath and i kid you not it was great Wait, is it actually comfortable in a bath because i haven't because like you know, unless you have, like, padding on, yeah. on the porcelain walls, you, you just slip and slide the whole way. And it's yeah, I, I was slipping a little bit. I was yeah. slipping in a little bit just because, like, there's not that much. Obviously, there's no traction. But, I mean, you kind of get used to it. And then it was a nice bathtub because there was a little bit of a, oh, an angle damn. on it. So you can kind of, if you get a towel, you, you can just lean back and, like, lie in there and mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, so, and then I put the bath bomb in there. Mm-hmm. And then that was an experience because I never, you know, was I see the bubbling and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was that was kind of uh, interesting, um, but like it was good. It was a good. It was a good time to just relax. Like I hadn't been in a bath in in a long time, mm-hmm. and then you know, watch the Canucks game. I was in there for like two hours or something like that. Dude, you're so pruny then. Well, it was, yeah, but oh, it was, did it was, you do it fully naked too? What does that mean? No, no, <laughs> of course no. I would do. Wait, what? No, because I don't know. Some people like do it with their swim trunks. <laughs> Wow, really interesting. Yeah. No, I, I, I went in f- fully under the assumption that taking a bath means you would be naked. Cool. So I, I, I was there naked, which was also interesting. Yeah, because usually people aren't naked that long. What? For like two hours? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I guess. I guess no, that's just, true. It's just a, just, just a long, long, long bath. Yeah, right. It was a long bath. Like, oh, I was in there. I enjoyed it. And like the bath bomb, like it, it turned the water a different color, right? Yeah. So um, when I was done, I got up and uh-huh. then I looked at myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I realized I was covered in glitter. Get out of here! I was like all across my body. The bath bomb just covered me in glitter. I, oh, I felt great. Like my skin was soft. Like oh, it was exfoliation. I smell great. Yeah, yeah. But also, I was covered in glitter everywhere. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Especially in my crotch area, it was so clever, covered with glitter. It looked like a magical forest. It was like there was just like sparkles in in between the weeds and stuff, and yeah, yeah. Um, and like also like my my uh, my dick as well. It was Dude, just you're all fucking bunch unicorn of, down there. Man. It was just all covered in glitter. And it was actually pretty. It was pretty funny. It was like I didn't expect it, but that was just everything there. And um, yeah, that's why would that bath bomb have so much glitter? I don't know. Maybe it's part of the part of all bath bombs. I don't Is know. it like it could be? Shit, I don't know. Okay, I mean, but yeah, I, that that was that was my experience. Nice with that. Um. Okay. Um. This has no relation, but um. One of my screenplays got nominated for an award. Amazing. Thank you. Great achievement. Thank great you. Achievement. It's always great just to be nominated. Yeah, yeah. I, I know it sounds like such a cliche when people say that because they're just trying, trying to probably think within your head, like saying, oh, this fucker just wants to win. He's just saying it's nice to be nominated because it's it's a nice thing to say. But no, it genuinely feels good to be nominated. Yeah. Um, so the award show was on Friday. And uh, I guess by next episode, when we, when we record a new one, mm-hmm. when this one comes out and then the next one comes out, that uh, I'll let you know how it goes on with it. But um, no, it's me and a bunch of other friends that have also got nominated for their screenplays too. So we'll all be going as like the Dumber and Dumber tuxedos with the frills and the top hats. Actually, everybody planned it that way? Well, we have like images that we do want to emulate and everything like that. So we really oh, okay. do want to do that. Okay. Um, 
but yeah, that'll be on Friday. So I'll, I'll let you know how it goes down. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right. I think with that, I think we're good, man. That's uh, all right. That was that was everything. Yeah, I guess Dude, so. Glitter dick. I'm gonna call you that glitter. for now. No, <laughs> unicorn uh, dick. <laughs> I had to take another shower the next day because it was like, it was everywhere. I'm it sure was you did. everywhere. I'm like, sure you, you couldn't. Yeah, it was everywhere. <laughs> Thank you so uh, much. See you next time. Bye bye. <laughs> Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 